Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple minutes or seconds. Breathe in, breathe out, just relax. Let the Lord make himself known to you. Become aware of your own senses, your own surroundings. And just calmly, don't don't ever strain with God. We don't have to make him known to us. We don't have to convince him. We don't have to talk him into anything. He loves you. He loves us. That's his nature. So when we have an increasing awareness of his presence, we will have an increasing experience of his love, of his acceptance we will each feel more whole and satisfied and content and unique the more we are aware of his presence. Our process goal is to become one, spirit, soul, and body. Throughout that process, we become more and more aware of God's view of us, our view of us, of ourselves, will have to change. Our soul has created its own idea and kingdom, and perceptions. And in in some cases, our soul has made up our own history to protect us, but also to keep away change. Our shadow soul, our flesh, doesn't like change Every time we change, whether for the better or for the worse, our soul has to work double time to accommodate that change. So that's one indicator that we are getting healthier is that change comes easier for us. Healing becomes easier for us, or at least less scary. We talked last week about how as we spend time 
with God. He makes the supernatural real to us. Remember, the supernatural is always there right now where you're at. We are asking the Lord for supernatural experiences for himself to to make himself real, but to also we're willing and want to experience the supernatural realm and how he brings that into the natural realm because we're still so often using our natural senses, but also he will take us to perceive in the supernatural realm through our solical senses. So both things are happening at the same time. I just want to encourage you to remember that that happens automatically. You don't have to have a special anointing or a gift or blessing. It's not because somebody prayed for you at church. Being in his presence, which you always are, but the more odds are really, really good that you have been experiencing supernatural experiences, things that are going on on different realms in the solical, using your solical senses and in the supernatural realm all your life, especially since you became a Christian. You just weren't aware of it. God wants us to be aware of it for many different reasons. But for one thing is, for a lot of Christians, especially in the Western world, in Western civilization, anything beyond a rational relationship with God, where we think through how God does things and if it doesn't follow logic and reason, and if there's not an explanation for it that we can understand, we discount it, sometimes even rejecting it. So many other places around the world, that's not the way they perceive God. They live with supernatural experiences on a daily basis. Now, God wants us to all experience all We don't want to be restricting him in how he wants to reveal reality and himself to any one of us. We want to be open to everything he has for us. Not only open, but asking for it, for seeking it, for thirsting and hungering for everything he has for us. Now, While this is happening, while you are waiting for him, he is stirring up. If this is something he wants you to be hungering and thirsting for now, you know, there's a timing for everything. If this is not interesting for you, that's fine. But odds are really good, if you are spending time with him, that it may happen anyway. You may begin to experience the supernatural regardless of your interest, simply because you are spending more time with him. 
as you spend more time with him, your soul is becoming healed. You are receiving healing. Your soul is being set free. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are receiving healings and are being set free. Your your emotions will begin to be set free. And you'll receive healing in your emotions. You'll receive healing in your mind and your thoughts. You'll receive healing in your will and your judgment. And as he does that, it changes our perception of our reality, of our own experiences, of our, of our time, of our life, our past, present, and future. But it also, the more free, the more healing we experience that he gives us because we are spending time in his presence, There is an increased connection between our soul and our spirit. It's like if you were trying to connect your hose to the spigot, to the outside spigot, and the hose was all crusted and it was and was dirty and maybe had you know had debris all over it. Well, before you can put it on the spigot, you have to clean it off. And then even then, there can be obstructions inside. Well, God's in the process of cleaning off that debris on the outside and in the inside so that he can more and more closely connect us to that river of living water, that eternal life that is already flowing in your spirit. You are the spigot of water, not the hose. Your soul is the hose, but that's not you. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Now, your spirit is already flowing with that eternal life. But we're living out of our soul and out of our body. So we're not experiencing and enjoying and receiving the benefits of the life that's flowing in our spirit. Now here's something really important to remember. We don't have to wait for a perfectly healed soul to start receiving spirit. As soon as you were born again, God started work on your soul, healing, freedom, changing your beliefs. And as soon as that started to happen, you started to receive portions of that eternal life. So some of that eternal life is making it into your soul and into your body. But we don't want some. We want more and more and more until it's all, until there is a free flow of 
living water from our spirit into our soul and through into our body and then out into this world. Now, each one of us has our own obstructions, our own challenges, our own path. And and I think that's very intentional because God wants us dependent on him rather than trying to figure out how somebody else dealt with Pacific wound or problem or belief. God wants to be and is our guidance counselor, our healer, our friend. He is our need meter, not one another, not ourselves. So again, as we spend time with him, these things naturally happen. They're spiritually happening and they're supernaturally happening, but they happen as a matter of course. It's automatic. Now, some are going to be very concerned about being deceived or being hurt or getting in over their heads. Now, I'm not going to say just ignore those concerns. Instead, what I want you to do is talk to God. Odds are those are specific things he wants to talk to you about, so don't ignore them. Don't just, you know, by faith muscle through things. If you're concerned, if you're afraid of being deceived, the Lord wants to prove his trustworthiness to you. Now, that's a real common thing, so let's just spend a couple seconds on that. We get concerned about being deceived or not knowing how to handle certain situations because we don't know God. We don't know his ways, and we think we should. We think we should be able to figure it out on our own, or we should, if we were a good Christian or a mature Christian or fill in the blank, we would know how to handle the situations God puts us in. Somehow we have this idea that it's all about us, that we should be able to figure it out. So let's look quickly at deception. We're afraid that one of our enemies is going to trick us and we're going to either make a mistake or hurt someone or betray God or go off the deep end or whatever. And if this is you, if this is an area you're struggling with, write down what you're afraid of. When we say we're afraid of being deceived, what do you mean by that? Do you think you're going to displease God? That you're going to believe something that's not true? That you're going to, you know, some people think that if they 
get involved in the supernatural, that they're going to be involved in witchcraft or communing with demons or at their mercy. If you're if you're not specifically anointed, you can't get, get involved in that. I want you to just write that down. I'm not going to tell you the answers to those. You need to go to God because it's important moving forward that you're hearing from him, that you have that confidence, that you're hearing from him, that you can trust him. That's what it all comes down to. Not can you protect yourself. But is God strong enough to keep you from being deceived? Do you think God wants you to be deceived? Do you think he wants you to be hurt? Do you think he wants, he's trying to trick you? Or he's going to put you in a situation where he, he knows you're going to get hurt? Well, first, regardless of whether we're talking about the supernatural realm or not, we are in this world, this earth zone. We are going to get hurt. And there are areas in our life, beliefs that we have, that, that are lies about God, about ourselves, about others. So there's an extent that we are already deceived. We are already even acting on things that are not true. So it's not doesn't take us being involved in learning the supernatural for that to happen. But God's desire is to free us from that deception even the ones that we are already experiencing. You know, if you believed, say you're working with someone, and you, for some reason, maybe they were frowning at you in the elevator when you first started working there, and you always thought that they, they just didn't like you. And you only ran into, into them every once in a while, but finally you had a chance to talk to them, and, they, and you found out, you know, they were a nice person, and they... They liked you, they didn't have any anything against you, and all this time you were concerned about that person over there didn't like you. You were deceived. You'd made conclusions, drawn conclusions with incomplete information. God wants you to be fully informed by experience. This is how we overcome. This is how we learn to live as a spirit being. Being in him, living in him, living as a spirit. Because one of the things he's going to teach us to do is how to exercise authority. Now, as a spirit being, you have authority over the supernatural realm. And it is absolute Now we talk about the weapons of our warfare and so many of our worship and worship and 
battle songs. We haven't the foggiest idea who our enemy is and how to confront them because we are still so tentative about the spiritual realm. I mean, the supernatural realm, definitely the spiritual realm. But let's start with the supernatural realm, even the natural. We see things, even our eyes. There's only three things our, our, our eyes see. We have rods and cones, and then we pick up color and depth and black and white, I think. And very limited. There's other animals that pick up so many more, you know, different levels of perception. Like I know cats don't see color, they see movement. This is why you put, when you play a game with them, it has to be moving. That's because they hunt. So we have learned to rely on what we see and we think that that's all there is. And that's just the natural. Now that's the way God made us, so there's nothing wrong with that. But it gives us an indication of what our perception is. As God reveals more and more of the supernatural our perceptions of this realm, the natural realm, will also change. Just take it in stride. Again, get any questions you've got, get them answered. Not by other people. Now, God may put other people, he may put, you know, books and other people, in the, and again, our conversations here, that answer your question. But be satisfied that you have heard from him because he wants to talk to you, especially if there's an area of anxiety, of any kind of stress or fear, definitely. That's not, especially going into something new, you, you don't want to be afraid of anything. And I'll be sharing some experiences that I've had because there were some definite areas that I've been afraid to deal with. And the Lord is so kind he knows we have these fears, but he also knows that he wants us to move beyond them, not because we ignore them. You know, one of our strategies is we don't want to leave any wounds unhealed that God is ready to heal because they will only get worse. And if there's an area in your life that he wants to deal with, deal with it when he wants to. Don't think, okay, well, I'll come back to this. Deal with it when he wants to. It's the best time. Because guess what? As you keep moving and wanting to, okay, I don't want to deal with this, so I'll move, I'll serve God over here, or I'll seek him about this over here, because this is too painful, or maybe the opposite. It really doesn't matter. If God wants to deal with that wound or, or that lie or that perception, Deal with it when he wants to deal with it. Because otherwise, if you leave it, it will be an enemy behind your front lines. And it will raise its head at the worst opportune time. It's for our benefit that we deal with things 
Now, again, even if that happens, God's going to take care of it. Because, again, he wants you healed. He wants you whole, complete and entire. And let's have the challenge of let's see how healed we can get on this earth in our lifetime. You know, think about Jesus. He was walking around. Think about all the things he did and that there weren't even enough books that would be able to contain everything he did. The hearts he changed, the way he was able to to turn the world upside down by his presence. And yet he said, greater things shall you do. You, you, greater things, because he's gone to the Father. So now we are one with him, and he is with the Father. So we are with the Father. We have access. We have everything we need for life and godliness. We have the kingdom of God. We have the eternal life. Now, let's see how far we can get. Our first goal is to literally be like Jesus, where that eternal life is flowing through him. We can see that in examples of the apostles. This is one of the reasons, one of those belief systems we have to overcome, that there was no end of the time of the apostles. You, were, you and I are apostles. That the living water is flowing through us, maybe not as strongly because we didn't walk with him, but the same Living water, eternal life flows through us that flowed through Peter and Paul and John. And what were they able to do to carry life throughout the earth? Just because they'd been with him, just because they had received eternal life, they believed and were changed. Now, here's something to think about. When did they become Christians? They became Christians. They may have been saved at the cross, just like you and I. But when did they become new creation? When did they become a new being, a Christian, at the resurrection? Now, this was happening while they were alive, but that's when it happened. At the cross, all their sins were forgiven. At the resurrection, they got new life. They got a new spirit. For you and I, when were your sins forgiven? Not when you asked, Lord, forgive my sins. That's not when your sins were forgiven. Your sins were forgiven at the same time Peter's sins were forgiven. John's sins. All sins were forgiven at the cross and paid for. Our debt was paid at the cross. Everybody's. Not just those who were living at that time. Everybody. Past as well. We'll get into that some other time. But also, when did we become a new being, a new spirit at the same time that Peter and Paul and John and James at 
the resurrection. When he when Jesus was raised, we were raised with him because we were in him. This is what God did. But what that means is we're kind of all in this boat together. That just because we didn't see him, see Jesus, while he was walking around, doesn't prevent us from having a full life experience with him, the same experience as those who did know him. We might be even at a greater advantage because we don't have to overcome the whole idea, you know, the whole trauma of, okay, he was here and then he was gone and then he was back again and then he's gone again. We can know him in spirit completely now. And if God wanted you to know him back then, you would have been born back then. So this is your time. But let's let's expect God. Let's expect him to make himself known to a million times more than we've than we know him now. He wants to. And in your spirit you've already received everything you need. You already know him perfectly and completely. So as you spend time with him this coming week, ask him, Lord, is there an area, any area that's keeping me from receiving more of what you have for me? And if not, Lord, I want to know you. I want you to reveal yourself to me in any way that you choose, but I want everything that you have for me. Thank you, Lord, ahead of time for everything you're doing in my life. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, if you have any questions or feedback, drop me a line at diane at org. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.